Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the student of the game. I am Kyle Nash, the student of the game here with you once again. And listen, if you're here, chances are you like talking sport and we are very happy you chose to do it with us here tonight. If you're, of course, watching the live stream, if you're not watching the live stream, you would, of course, be doing so on demand by way of Spotify, Apple podcast. There is no such thing as anchor anymore because, you know, Spotify done took that over. And I'm, I mean, hey, whatever, it's working. And any, of course, other podcast platform, you could also be seeing us on Twitter at the SOTG or uh, any other of the many ways you can consume the student of the game podcast. You may notice I'm actually wearing a collar right now. This is because uh, you see a pro day ran a bit late and I did not have an opportunity to change out. Nonetheless, I did find a cap to put on. There you go. Um, which is interesting. I choose tonight to wear a cap as I do every night because, hey, there's nothing cooler than Gus Malzahn complimenting your haircut, saying it makes you look younger. But I digress. Enough about UCF Pro Day. We'll be talking plenty about recruiting and such next week. And, hey, listen, the draft cometh tonight. There'll be a lot of conversation uh, going on, you know, involving the draft in some way, shape, form, or fashion. Uh, Got to talk a little Lamar Jackson on the show from a little bit different perspective. Obviously, you brought in Nicholas Jorgensen a couple weeks back to talk some Lamar Jackson. He was part of the uh, Yellow Flag podcast. That's not the actual way you pronounce it in Danish, but to be honest, I didn't want to butcher it, so I just called it by its English name. Nonetheless, he spoke a lot. He and I both spoke a lot about the situation surrounding Lamar Demetrius Jackson. And now that this other news has come out about him. I'm going to tease Dalton coming on, coming talking about a bit from the Colts perspective as one of the primary teams in the race for him. And of course, I'm going to be recording with Candy Waller of Seawall, Seawall Entertainment uh, later this week. Talk a little bit of Lamar Jackson and how that impacts the Red Tails. Sorry, commanders. By the way, both of those individuals involved with the real mock draft, the student of the game real mock draft. That's right. We're actually behind the scenes right now doing the mock draft, picking the players for the teams from numerous, at least 32, numerous, or 31, I should say, because Miami bleeped up the rotation, right? But numerous talent coming aboard to make a pick. You should see all that drop here very soon on the Student of the Game social medias, um, on the YouTube channel for the uh, Huddle Podcast, Inc., and of course, the uh, scouting depot very heavily evolved. You you uh, may see some action from there as well surrounding this event. So look out for all those groups with the student of the game. Real mock draft. More on that to come. Uh, it's currently in process. Uh, got all the various personalities, people that have been on this show, ranging from Tuan Staley of the New York Daily News to uh, our good friend Dalton Tinklenberg, who went to the Combine with A7BN Sports, um, to our friend. Cortland, uh, Cortland Griffin, who went to the Super Bowl with me there in Phoenix, representing the three-point conversion. Bing, <clears throat> bing. There we go. That that bell was high pitched. Need a little something to whip my whistle. Let me get some of my bear here. It's appropriate that I have more of an amber bear as much as I'm talking about the red tails. Oh, sorry, Commanders. Anyways, so a lot going on there, and as much as I'm talking about the Commanders. They're now commanding offers from groups to buy the team. 
Now, I don't know a lot about this. Not a lot of other people do, but you're going to see this particular podcast focus on it. And whose fault is that, one might ask? Is Kyle really that curious about business? Okay, I'm a little bit, but if we're being honest, this is one of those moments, and I tried to get the clip off of my phone from the Super Bowl. No, not in Phoenix, but going back to Los Angeles. That's right. We're talking uh, the previous year, right, where I spoke with one Maurice Jones-Drew. Oh, look, Kyle's covering the Jags. He's talking about Mojo again. No, 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 no. While Maurice Jones-Drew was an excellent running back whose work I thoroughly enjoyed observing with him running people over like a damn bowling ball, um, I was more speaking to him from his front office point of view. That was his role with the, the Rams at the time. And I believe he still is. I'd have to look it up. But the punchline to this. I asked him, and, and keep in mind, at that point, right, Doug Peterson was just coming in to take over as the coach for Trevor's first year, or well, Trevor's second year, Doug Peterson's first productive year uh, with Trevor Lawrence. There we go, put it that way, right? You know, this is before we were like, oh, my God, conference, or excuse me, division championship, what? You know, any of that. This was back when the Brian Flores thing first dropped. This was back when Lovey Smith was a hire. This was back when I asked uh, Mojo about Byron Leftwich, all that. And, and I asked him to address, which he was super cool about doing, like props to Mojo for, for nailing this answer in this fashion. And again, I'm, I'm angry at technology. I'm angry at myself for not thinking to put this together sooner, but I'm angry at technology for not working with me because, you know, I have all this stuff on my phone from UCF Pro Day that's still transferring and I didn't have the opportunity to get it uh, mojo off of my phone in time for the show. I'll fire the engineer. Kyle, you're fired. Damn it. Anyways, I bring up this quote. And for those who don't remember it, I know it well enough because I was there. You know, I wish I hadn't fired my engineer. I might have done a better job. Anyways, um, but talking to Mojo with as part of the NFL Network uh, talent um, uh, press event that they had. Mojo said that the key in his mind for more coaches, for more minority coaching opportunities, it starts with the ownership groups. And the analogy he, he used was, if I have a fancy car, if I want to put rims on it, I'm going to put rims on it. I'm going to do what I want to do with it. And in the words of Joel Klatt, there's a certain air of, and rightly so. It's my thing. I should get to do with it as I please, right? But, you know, if I want to rebrand it the Red Tails, sorry, Commanders, I can. See what I did there? Um, so, the reason, what, what does that have to do with anything? Ah, great question, viewer. Let me follow you. Oh, okay, sorry. Listener, slash listener, don't want to, don't want to, um, don't want to, separate you know degrade the podcast listeners we love you guys too wish there was more of you but the commander's element here is interesting not because of the first officer uh, officer offer that came out with um the houston rockets owner of 5.6 billion which by the way isn't the asking price and is still a damn record payment for an nfl franchise right 
I mean, the previous record was four point only. Put that in air quotes, fools. Only four point five billion. Only four point five billion, right? <laughs> um, and that's going to get blown out of the water, even with the five point six billion, right, offered by the Houston Rockets uh, owner. But no, there's another offer t- on the table that matches. The $6 billion. I feel like I should have the Dr. Evil Pinky. $6 billion. Da, 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 right? Josh Harris, who owns the Philadelphia 76ers and the New Jersey Devils, re- referred to in the New York Post as the Wall Street mogul, right? He partnered with a, 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 a another you know guy defense contractor Mitchell Rails is his name nobody cares but that's I know that's flippant but follow me but NBA legend Magic Johnson has a minority ownership stake very fascinating very fascinating I have made the point on this show and in other places that minority ownership thanks to Maurice Jones Drew props to Mojo for 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 helping me i have seen the light hey buckies right the whole concept of minority ownership imagine johnson's been trying to get in an ownership group for some time right and i think this is a very realistic opportunity there's an ownership group that's matching dan snyder's price people in the community want dan snyder out i know that i have listed um uh, Kelsey Nicole Nelson, um, as the guest, she unfortunately had another uh, conflict come up. We will be talking to her next week. She promises me, but she actually spent time with the Washington football team organization, and I'm going to love to get her take on all this stuff. And we'll we'll get into that. Also, I booked a little bit of time with Seawall. I might do a special episode on this with her, Candy Waller of Seawall Entertainment. I keep calling her Seawall, like. This, I think she might be the only female I use a nickname for like that. What's up, Seawall? It sounds like it sounds like I'm talking to an athlete. Anyways, um, but I think this is a big deal, and, and, and this is something. This is one of those things that's a little more air quotes dry to the common fan. Air quotes, and no offense if you are a common fan that enjoys this exploration, but I really think the potential for this new ownership group to come in is remarkably huge. And I can make another argument, okay? If this ownership group, it won't happen this fast, folks, so don't think I'm calling for this. But if this ownership group was in charge by the time this NFL draft took place, this coming one, I really think that they would have already done what they could to bring Lamar Demetrius Jackson in. I think they already have done what they can to get a soon-to-be head coach, Eric Bieniemy in to have a coach of color. And I think all of the, let's say, social hot buttons surrounding these situations would be in place. I, I think these are things that would be handled. And yes, I do feel like Magic Johnson and his presence there has that much influence on it, right? For one, in this day and age, if somebody's going to be slinging about billions of dollars, they're aware enough to know the public psyche and how big a deal that is and how much money they can make off of it. Right? 
the fact that they'll be in here, the, the business side will take care of business and, 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 and command the DC, you know, red tail, sorry, commander aspect of it and all the regular day-to-day business. But then they have the clout and support of one Urban Magic Johnson to take care of the other parts of the crowd that they don't typically uh, regularly associate with or as is alleged by certain uh, media elements, shall we say, you know. Now, uh, again, let's put it this way. If there were collusion, this group would assure it would be crushed. But I am super stoked to see what comes of this whole commander's ownership situation. And I'm looking forward to talk to Kelsey, uh, Kelsey Nicole Nelson when she makes it on next week um, to go over this topic uh, as somebody who has that on their slate. But why do I keep bringing up Kelsey Nicole Nelson? Because this man made the introduction. And listen, she'll be the second person from Valley Sports that I met in person. Granted, I met Annie Agar at the Super Bowl in L.A. I'm referencing the L.A. Super Bowl all over the place tonight. And here's another guy who lives in and around L.A. The Madman Cometh. Mark Mancini, welcome to Los Angeles night here on the Student of the Game podcast, by the way. Wow, it's the show that's sweeping the country on Wednesdays, man. You know that. Happy hump day. Um, lot to talk about across the airways. I'll be at WrestleMania Saturday. That's right. I gotta I gotta give you my best brother. That's right. You'll be at WrestleMania, brother. <laughs> yeah, you know, off. something off the bucket list. Been involved with the wrestling business before I get into radio and you know, doing the ring announcing and and, and man, I've, I've I've been to a Summer Slams and Hell in the Cell, but never been to a WrestleMania. So it should be interesting Saturday night. Buddy, uh, I gotta tell you, you make sure you bring up that experience with our friend Big Jim because he is a big wrestling guy. He does the Three Count Thursday podcast every Thursday. Has been doing. Yeah, we gotta years. talk, man. He, I know he's been a busy guy. Yeah, and uh, definitely, uh, we got to get. But man, a lot to talk about. We got opening day in baseball starting tomorrow. Yes, and yes. Hey, 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 hey! Listen to this. I said it on XM. I said, watch out! I got San Diego State in this mix, and they laughed. <laughs> and San Diego State, Florida Atlantic. I got ties. You know, I've been down to Miami. Love the Hurricanes down there. But uh, I'm pulling for San Diego State. I covered them for three years, 96, 97, 98. The Florida representation in the NCAA tournament this year baffles me. I I am surprised. I, I Listen, I'm happy about it. Granted, my dude Noah Goldberg needs to stop hooting all the time. That's an owl joke, by the way. Shouts to one of the best photographers I've worked with, Noah Goldberg, um, um, who alleges well, to well, be. Florida Atlantic is somewhere down near Boca Raton, if I'm not mistaken, right? Uh, correct. Yes. I mean, you got to be careful because that's Boca, but then FIU is Coral Gables and it gets confusing. But yes, you're right. That's the short version. So that's going to be probably a stone's throw from um, you. It's, 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 it's a little, I'll put it this way. It's further to Boca than it is to Tampa, which takes less time than driving to Jacksonville. But yes, if I were to say go to a Dolphins camp or a Dolphins game, I would pass Boca. I had a girlfriend in college that had parents in Boca. You know, she was a wow. Jewish princess as for Boca uh, Raton. Yeah. You know, I had a friend that just flew to Miami, spending the weekend there, and said, "You got to catch the Mets and the Marlins, man." 
little baseball down there. I mean, listen, I'm, I'm not a baseball guy, but if I'm in person, I will consume sport. That's how I roll, bro. Um, you know, but the, listen, take me as somebody who is a baseball novice, but only really knows that the Dodgers won't do good in the postseason. <laughs> well, I will tell you this. Uh, I'm, I'm blessed. Friday morning, I'll start my third year with the Pittsburgh Pirates and Tarek Brock. Bing! Uh, yeah, and I just added... Uh, once a week now, I'll be doing something with the San Francisco Giants. Bing. Okay, that's nice. Yeah, bro. so a little baseball in the mix on Fridays, and I like it. Back on Monday, so uh, busy, busy Friday for me, uh, doing the Pirates from Cincinnati, and the Giants will be in New York playing the Yankees. There you go. Let, let, help me with this. Like you're you're West Coast, and, and you're talking about being involved with the Giants. But I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to a the San Francisco Giants. If I say Giants, people will think I want. I'm talking about Danielle Orsino, and I'm yeah, trying yeah, to yeah. use right now. Um, shouts to the Moving the Chains podcast. But bing, but the Padres, dude. Like, listen again. As somebody, I, I've used the term baseball challenged plenty of times to describe myself right if this were the 80s i'd use an r word baseball r right but i, I don't want to get canceled like that but, but the punchline is the padres making all these moves like how big a threat are they at this point well i'll tell you they've pushed all their chips to the center of the table oh yeah they're all in man i mean i'm excited i mean you know when when I covered him, you know, John Moore's owned it. Theo Epstein was down there. Um, you know, Bochy was, uh, you know, managing. You had Kevin Towers, God rest his soul, up there in heaven now. But the Padres, you know, uh, they're basically, they're not the redheaded stepchild no more. Yeah. They're basically saying we're going to push all our, you know. And I like that. You know, when I look at teams like that, that say, you know what, we're tired of being pushed around. We're going to buy into this thing. You know, that's, that's, that's a team you get behind. You know, I, 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 you know, I look at the Denver Nuggets, like I look at the Dodgers, you know, they, 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 they play on the cheat. They don't want to spend, but yet they win division titles all the time or yeah. talking about what they're going to do. Let's face it. You're a great regular season champ. That's all you are. <laughs> and you were talking about the skins, baby. You were the talking about tails, the commanders, yes. the red tails, whatever you want to bring them up on. By the way, I, I have here an amber beer. Every time you raise, say Redskins, I'm going to take a drink. So there you go. Well, I got I got to start propping my. Uh, got to bring that old beanie out here, with the uh, the Indian head on that bold Indian head, and prop that thing up. But I will tell you this: six billion, baby. It won't be too long before everybody will want to play on in Washington. I was going to um, ask you about that. Yeah, break that down a little more. How do you feel about that, buddy? Well, Ron Rivera is the howdy doody. He needs to go. Uh, I'm not a Ron Rivera guy. And you brought up Corey Bienemy, you know, and, uh, you know, and Eric Bienemy, his brother, and all this. And boy, I'll tell you one thing this guy has done wonders in Kansas City. He'll be getting a head coaching job. But Washington, when they lay that money out, they're going to get their feet wet in that sand and they're going to get some some big names in, in, in D.C., believe me. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I real I think there's some real clout that, or or cachet, if you will, with Magic Johnson being attached to it, and and, and the average is a great guy. Yeah, I, I, I'll put in air quotes the average business guy because like you know billionaires are totally average, not really. Uh, but I think that aspect will appeal to other players, to your point, and pull free agents, right? Well, I think that's the way it's going. But in the meantime, 
I keep telling people, watch out. I'm not, you know, and I got some friends down there. Watch out for the dirty birds. The Falcons are loading up on defense, man. Doing this, Mark. Come on, buddy. (laughs) But here's the thing. I love that you do it because brash is your thing. The madman is not just a clever nickname. I get you. But when it goes one way or the other, either one of us is going to look real dumb and we'll have to have we'll have a lot of laughs on it. Well, here, here here's on the, the thing. Yeah, but, here, but here's the thing. Arthur Smith knew there was a problem. And the Falcons have gone out there. They bring in a Campbell. They're, you know, he's he's a little past his prime, but I mean, they're they're stockpiling that defensive front four there in Washington, uh, in Atlanta. Yeah, they're only like a decade late finally addressing it. I mean, Vic Beasley's well, the biggest thing that happened there on their well, defense front. But, but, now but, he's playing in the XFL. You know. Right, but but it could be a division where who's to say anybody can't take a part in shot? You see what's that's, going that's, on yeah. in New Orleans. That's your best defense is the division. You're right. Yeah, the division's wide open. Uh, it's going to be an interesting division. I think it's a better division, hands down, any day of the week than the NFC West. Um, I'm not ready to commit to that. I'm not ready to commit to that yet there that's um that's granted I, I see where you're coming from with the concept of you don't believe necessarily that matt stafford could stay healthy a full season no i think the ram the rams are a clown show now right that's um, what i think and and you know hey listen all they got if they rebuild that offensive line appropriately which i haven't seen any moves indicating uh, uh, that they yeah, are listen, i'm not sold on the rams i'm, I'm waiting for the big sign in a peewee herman playing quarterback <laughs> They need to do something to get it back up for Come on, man. This is they won they won the Super Bowl and then all of a sudden now they 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 you know what they pulled? They pulled the Florida Marlins. Totally. Totally. They just all they all that's missing is a sale of the franchise. Am I right? Yeah. (laughs) Just 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 you know, put the white flag on the 101, the five, the seven ten, whatever. But that's exactly what they did here. And I'm very surprised uh McVeigh came back. Yeah, um, I hear where you're coming from there, but the Rams, unfortunately, one team does not a division make. So the Cardinals, I get you think they're tricky. Kyler can't stay healthy. They did replace Kingsbury and, and, you know, D-Hop's aging, J.J. Watt retired, all that. I get that. Seattle is kind of finding their way. I'm pretty, I would, I would, I would stress to you, Mark, that if Seattle were in the NFC South, they would be a competitor, com- competitor to win the division. Well, the, the game, the, you know the what, 49ers. when you look at the 49ers, they're returning everybody, but I think everybody's figured out how they play football. It was exposed in the championship game. With a question. Well, I, I mean, when you, when you look at it, they're, they're kind of one dimensional on offense. Sure. But try you know. and stop them. When they're not down to Christian McCaffrey playing quarterback, my dude, that's what I'm well, saying. Well, I think I think what Philly Philly just beat him up, man. I mean, Philly just, you know, it was twenty-one uh, it, to seven in the third quarter, and Philly right. didn't blow it open until after Christian McCaffrey was the emergency quarterback. I, I'm not saying you're wrong or what eventually happened, but let's read the tea leaves a little bit. You know what I'm saying? And hey, by well, the way, Philly did go on to win the Super Bowl. This ain't the NFC South, bro. <laughs> right, right, but the, the San Francisco—they got some players. I, I understand Kittle's. I understand McCaffrey. Adding a big, the big, the, great prowess, right, by the way. The, the big question mark is the quarterback situation. Totally. If you brought Garoppolo back, I'd give you the A for effort, and you know, I basically say, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm buying into this team. But you know what? Shanahan's an easy guy to figure out. You ask the New England Patriots, you figured him out in the Super Bowl. 
Yeah, they figured him out so much they were down by how much? 28 to 3. But then, <laughs> you know, you it, it, I always say this, and this cliches in baseball, it's, you know, it, it's, it's, it's not a uh, sprint. It's a marathon. Yeah. And you, ju- you judge teams at the end of that marathon, not on a sprint, because we've seen a lot of teams blow big leads in, in divisions. The Yankees came back on the Red Sox in 78, erased a 14-game uh, lead. Teams full like a tent. And I think it's the dog days of summer. But when you looked at the 49ers, I think that's a blueprint for people to look at and how to beat these guys. Injuries or no injuries. I'm not I'm not really selling the 49ers. I'm winning this division because when you jettison Garoppolo now twice, not once, twice. Garoppolo he, wasn't gonna stay though. Like let, let's be clear. He he only ended up in San Francisco this this past season based on injury. Well, like I'll tell you, 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 you want to know when I lost when and I, I tell this to people all the time on, on the, on the, the shows that you know, the, I the 49ers lost me when you had a quarterback that came up short in the Super Bowl and Garoppolo. And then you went out and you could have drafted a Kyle Pitts and you go out and you drafted Trey Lance to trade up in that thing. So to me, that was stupid, and that's where that I lost the 49ers. Listen, you should have gotten pits there. With with the with listen, I get if you don't dig the Trey Lance situation and no, how Trey that's Lance is out. not going to be a quarterback. But that being said, you the Niners have been limited since that Super Bowl appearance because it's the only time Jimmy Grops made it through an entire season. That you cannot listen. I say this as a Jimmy Garoppolo guy, Mark. I'm not here to tell you he's a bad quarterback. I don't believe that in one instant. But, brother, you've heard this adage in any sport. You can't help the club in the tub. And my yeah. problem is his fingers are getting pretty damn wrinkly, homie. You know what I'm saying? Right. No, no, you're absolutely right. <laughs> and that's why when the Raiders made the move, I said they should have stuck with Carr because Carr it was Carr at least standing up right. Hold on, Carr wasn't going to stay. Like that, Carr did not want. To well, stay. They, 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 they listen. The the Raiders with Carr, yeah, they didn't burn the bridge. They blew the damn thing up. And when <laughs> You're you totally right. When, when you when you blow a bridge up, you can't cross it. When you burn it, at least you can repair it. So once they blew yeah. the bridge up, that was the end of Carr. Sure. So they went out. They got Carr, and Carr is is not healthy, but. If you're, uh, I mean, or Garoppolo is not healthy, but if you're going to tell me if I have a choice to take Garoppolo Purdy or Trey Lance, I'm taking Garoppolo healthy or not. Oh, sure. And that's, he will give me a fighting chance. Yeah. No, that's exactly what we ended up with, too. Like, Mark, to that, if that's the question, no, that you answered it right there. I I totally get that. Listen, and when Trey Lance got hurt, and they listen, Brock Purdy's Mr. Irrelevant, dude. They weren't, they didn't want to start Brock Purdy. They just did, and he kicked butt. Like, that is what it is. Here's what I here's why I will give the Raiders credit. And people are talking all Omar Guard to God, Jimmy Garoppolo. That's not an upgrade from Derek Carr. No, it's not an upgrade from Derek Carr, but you know what it beats the hell out of Mark? Anybody else they would have gotten other than Derek Carr right at that moment without drafting a quarterback. Period. Point blank end of story. Right? right. It's not well, that and I'm, and I'm telling you right now, these quarterbacks in the draft, I'm not buying stock and young. I'm not buying CJ Stroud yeah. uh, uh, tickets. I'm buying into that kid out of Kentucky and Levi's, and I'm buying it out of the kid out of Florida. Richardson. Yeah. Levis, Richardson. Levis Richardson. I've seen Levis play. I get what people like. 
and I get what people don't. Um, if this were five or ten years ago, I think Levis would be a much better prospect. I'm not saying Levis can't move. I'm just saying he's not commensurate as an athlete with those that are there on the board right now. And I'm not a good scout. Dalton Tinklenberg may come on in a little bit after you're gone here and tell me that I'm a complete idiot. And he may just do it for laughs because that's how we roll. He's probably in the virtual green room being like, I'm totally going to call Kyle an idiot now. But like, I'm with you that I, 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 if given the choice, Mark, I would definitely take Richardson over Levis. You're not wrong there, buddy. Right. And then you got Stetson Bennett, too. Yeah, but I mean, that's a second day pick. Like if I've, 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 I'm a team that's cons that has an older quarterback that's considering moving off. If I can't get Hendon Hooker, um, in late first or second day, right second round, um, I would consider Stetson Bennett as kind of a lacking a better word project. And I know it's weird to call a 25 year old a project, but listen, if I'm Sean Payton, I'm looking for a Russell Carrington Wilson insurance policy. I'm going to find out if he's actually air quotes washed, no matter how I feel about Russell Carrington Wilson as a quarterback that I grew to love after being critical of him as a young man. Right. right. Um, despite predicting him being the starter, I have the damn tape of that where I went on WTMY Mark Mancini and predicted in that preseason 2012 that he would be the starter over Matt Flynn and Tavares Jackson. It's a proud moment for me, but, yeah. but um, I have to also come to grips with reality that Russell Carrington Wilson is not what he once was and getting maybe a Stetson Bennett or a Hendon Hooker or somebody later as a backup insurance in policy. Denver, yeah, that would, that would make sense. Yeah, so not that for make, nothing. That makes sense across the board, and but I'm not sold on Ohio State quarterbacks. Show me one that's lasted in the pros for more than a cup of coffee. Listen, I'm not a C.J. Stroud guy either, and I'll fill you for that very reason. By the yeah, way, they might they might they might tear up, uh, you know, Ohio State, but uh, when they get in the pros, they're they're uh, they're definitely on the surface seats trying to find the on ramp to the freeway. And let's be clear, in my opinion, the main reason Stroud is successful is because of Marvin Harrison Jr., not because yeah. of him. Right? The guy that damn near beat Georgia wasn't C.J. Stroud. He did a great job delivering the ball sometimes. But <laughs> Marvin Harrison Jr. was what made the game close. When he got hurt, that game ended, and countless college analysts smarter than me in the sport agreed. And I love giving props to Joel Klatt, so I'll do that here. But um, one last thing before I let you go, Mark. This whole Lamar Jackson, he actually requested a trade in March 2nd thing. What do you think, buddy? Well, I'll tell you one thing. I'm, I'm kind of disappointed that Washington doesn't want him now. They're they're kind of looking. So this guy could be going to Indy, um, you know. Uh-oh, Dalton's going to throw things. Yeah, yeah maybe, <laughs> might be, you know, Indy could be in the mix here. Uh, the big question here is where is Ezekiel Elliott going? Um. <laughs> I'm going to call my shot here. I think that's going I, to be, I see the Jets. Maybe. I'm going to I'm in the same division. I would not be shocked if Bill Belichick got a hold of him in New England. Yeah, well, there's rumblings in New England just before we, you know, close this. I I love Mac Jones and I don't know why the Patriots don't understand what if, if you just give this guy the reins, he'll be a decade quarterback there. Um, but you know, there's rumblings that Lamar Jackson can go there too. Oh, that's draft talk. There's no way in hell. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like Mac Jones. Yeah. I, I, I don't think they're moving off him either. Listen, give the Patriot 
for all the all the franchises, Mark, Mark, and, and you know this, but I'm saying this for those out there that may not. Bro, it is draft season. It is lying season. I still don't fully believe that the Redskins are fully out on Lamar Demetrius Jackson myself. I think that's just draft talk. I don't really think the Pats are remotely interested in Marlon Demetrius Jackson, but the evidence is already there. Other than the Ravens themselves, as far as stingy, business-conscious franchises, other than the Ravens, because obviously they're demonstrating it here, who's the other one? I'm talking about the dude that cut Ty Law. I'm talking about the dudes that moved Hall of Fame Richard Seymour off their books, right? Yeah. yeah. are not taking Lamar Demetrius Jackson, period, point blank, end of story. Yeah. And next week at this time, when Kelsey Nicole Nelson will join the show, I'm looking forward. You to know, that. I, I will we'll probably have some clarification on Aaron Rodgers buying something in New York to solidify that he's part of the Jets. Hey, listen, the only reason why we're not talking about him this week is I need more movement to actually care because in my in my mind, the Jets are already too. If you revive the coaching career of one Nathaniel Hackett, you did it for a Raj. Let's be clear. Right. Yep. No, no doubt about it. And, uh, it, I, you know, it's funny to see Lafleur trying to double down and play both sides of a coin, talking about Aaron Rodgers leaving and talking about how love could be the next uh, good quarterback coming through Green Bay. <laughs> it's called growing pains. Listen, I'm going to be see, I'm going to play. I'm playing the role of Mark Mancini tonight. Granted, I'm still going to call them the Red Tails, but I digress. I'm playing the role of Mark Mancini. Are you ready? Crash opinionated controversial. Jordan Love is off the roster this time next year. Oh, yeah. I'm buying I'm, I'm buying into that one. Oh, I'll boom, move the stock is flying, baby. Yeah, I'll move my <laughs> chips to the center of the table on that one. Right on, and, brother. And by this time next year, we might even have LeFleur out as a coach. Oh, I won't rule that out. Absolutely not. Yeah, that's yeah. not a bad call. I, they I, have I, no, they have no wide receivers there to throw to now. Oh, one buddy. went to Chicago and one went to the Jets. And I know I have Dalton Tinklerberg waiting in the virtual green yeah. room here, but but I I want to run this past you because I I feel like you'll dig this theory, right? The NFC North, the real thing that makes this Bears and Carolina trade amazing for the Bears and finally getting over the Niners fleecing of Mitchell Trubisky. Tee um, isn't as much them getting everything that they did from the Panthers, although that's quite a bit. It's over and above the fact that if the Panthers are bad again, which they may very well be if what we say about C.J. Stroud is true, right? Not only do they get all the extra stuff from a struggling Carolina Panthers group, you tell me who else in the NFC North is trending up. It's not the Pack. It's certainly not the Vikings. I could argue the Lions, but the jury's out. I need to see their draft first. So what you're telling me, Mark Mancini, is a colossal failure of a franchise historically. The Detroit Lions is my biggest competitor right now. I am yeah. all the bleep in. Number and two pick. And number two pick, thanks to the Lambs out here. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. What a show, baby. Hey, I always keep... great to have you aboard, my guy. I Spe love you, man. I don't want to keep anybody waiting. But you tell do everybody, tell the man. people where you could be found before you go, Mark Mancini. I demand you, Mark it. XM Sirius, Fridays, 
WWDB Philadelphia with uh, Marianne Costello, Sal Tartaglia. Here's truly. And then starting these baseball podcasts, the Pittsburgh Pirates and San Francisco Giants starting Friday. Hey, man, listen, I love that you throw props not only on Sal, but on Marianne Costello. Those are some dulcet tones you have running that show. Oh, yeah. Tell her I hope her uh, her tour went well with her band, man. That's I awesome. will mention that to her. I love you, man. Say hi to the boys. Take care, brother. See you next Thank time. Thank you. Always a good time with the madman, Mark Mancini. But, hey, let me bring in a guy. He may not be the best draft man on the planet. But he's certainly the one I go to when I need help because he does know, in fact, his ish. He may be the best draft man on the entire planet one day. I don't know. He's in his mid to late 20s. He's growing up, allegedly. But he's still a dude I call a friend and love to have on the show. Dalton Tinklenberg. What's up, buddy? I'm never growing up. Oh, growing up is over the bleep rated, dude. Yeah, straight up. Hey, listen. You know what? I, I will lift my glass to team never growing up. Woo! There we Amen. Go. Uh, real quick, Trey Lance is 22 years old. Uh-oh, so here he comes. Damn, we stop writing off mark. Trey Lance. He's 22. Anthony Richardson, uh, by my math, is 21. Bryce Young, 21. C.J. Stroud, 21. Will Levis, 23. Hendon Hooker, what, 25? Going to be 26 by the start of the season? Right. Stetson Bennett, 42. I mean, 42. come on, guys. Give Trey Lance a chance. This guy was – more hyped than really any of these guys, what, two years ago? I mean, he had the Trubisky problem, right? It's a lack of starts. I'm just saying. I'm not here. First of all, me selling personally on Trey Lance has nothing to do with his talent. You want to ask me about his talent? I can't answer to you. Who can, Dalton Singlenberg, right? But my problem is he's already hitting the... we The the Niners made the move... To get away, you can't help the cl- from you can't help the club in the tub only for a dude to miss this much time. That's a problem. The Niners are the luckiest franchise when it comes to quarterbacks lately. I mean, I they had Garoppolo; they wanted to move away from him. Then he comes back because Lance gets hurt. Then he gets hurt. Then Mister Relevant comes out and puts on one of the arguably arguably greatest rookie quarterback seasons we've ever seen out of nowhere. See, but this wasn't about quarterback play as much as it was a damn fine supporting cast. Right? No, the roster's phenomenal, but I'm just saying we got to stop writing off Trey Lance. Give him a full season somewhere, see what he can do. If I'm a team and I need a quarterback and I know that next year I have no shot at getting one of the top guys because they're, bo- they're supposed to be phenomenal, I'm not taking Stetson Bennett. I'm trading for Trey Lance. You know. I mean, depending on the package, I could be convinced as well, man. No, again, listen, for me, it's not a talent thing because we don't know. For me, uh, as and and maybe I'm clouded by 49ers fanhood here, I, I'm always happy to throw my bias out for the public at large. But as somebody who has suffered through Jimmy Garoppolo and as somebody who enjoys Jimmy Garoppolo's play, right, I, I'm just sick of, of hurt quarterbacks, dude. Uh, Christ. You saw the NFC Championship game, bro. You know, and now I got people. No offense to Mark, he's not bad at his job. He's but like on that particular issue, he's talking like fans, and because he's my friend, you heard me go a little nuts on him. So you see where I'm going with this whole injured quarterback. (laughs) I do have to. You would say injured wide receiver or lineman as a guy who follows the Colts, you'll have some PTSD of your own. 
I do have to scold you on one other topic before we get into the... Please, this uh, is why you're here. At least you haven't called me an idiot yet, like I promised. Well, we're getting there, roundabout way. You got <laughs> to stop helmet scouting. Helmet scouting. Help me. Yes. Uh, Ohio State quarterbacks, they never make it. They don't make it in the NFL. Oh, uh, you heard me laugh at that, though, right? Hey, I'm just saying, for the people that might be watching, don't do it. It's tempting. So, yeah. So I will say this. First of all, I just love taking shots at Ohio State when I can. That's a me problem. I will admit that full, full, full force, full stop. All right. Cortez brought an issue. Um, I mean, at least he's in Ohio in that case, but he did get drafted from Cincinnati. Deal with it, Dalton Tinklenburg. But that the whole Cortez Broughton thing should prove to you that by throwing fame and shine on players in the American Athletic Conference, who you elites continually denounced. I should be proof at that point that I don't helmet scout. Take that, society. Not a fan. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> well, and, and again, that's of Cortez brought not the American Athletic Conference. Correct. I love the American Athletic Conference. Not yes. a fan of that. Dalton hates Cortez Broughton because he was wrong about saying he wouldn't be drafted. And somebody who's not a draft analyst but is a student of the game was totally correct. Deal with it. I don't hate him. I just don't think he's a great player. Oh, that's fair. And also, speaking of talent evaluation, I said I like Joe Burrow better than any of the quarterbacks in that draft class. You were saying that. And don't act like you meant it when you said it. (laughs) Hey, listen. As a guy that talked, and listen, I joke about that, but as the guy who talked to Joe Burrow shortly near, I think it was before or after, like very around the Fiesta Bowl uh, in 2018 was when you said that. After I talked to him, I was like, you know, I can't agree with you, but I can't say you're wrong either because I did love talking to this damn guy, man. Anyways. I was right. You So it would turn out, man. Listen, I'm not here to take flowers away from you, please. Anyways, so listen. By the way, I loved you shaking your head no in the virtual green room. See, this is the talent I had for my periffs. I can see a little inside baseball. When you have somebody in the air quotes virtual green room, like you can see their picture at the bottom of the StreamYard app here. And when my good man, the madman Mark Mancini, brought up Lamar Demetrius Jackson coming to the Colts, my dude went full head tilt shake no. Now, keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, my understanding is, and this is why I have Dalton here, it's either Dalton or Lou I go to when I'm talking Colts, because listen, I cover the Jags, I know enough about the Colts to be all like, this is why I think the Colts will beat them this week or not. I'm not going to helmet scout, but I am going to destination scout. Whichever team's home usually wins that damn game. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? That, being, that, that all joking being isn't a, aside and whatnot. I don't think it's necessarily, and I'm going to use the word incorrect for, I'm not going to say it's crazy for fans to think and demand Lamar Demetrius Jackson, but I believe the word you used in our conversation off air was never going to happen. Tell the world why. That's actually three words, but I digress. Um, Your mom. I'm kidding. Wow. She's a nice lady. (laughs) She really is. I don't know what the hell your problem is, but she's great. I was a huge baby. She really struggled, but anyway, um, here's the thing, man. I don't have anything against Lamar Jackson. I think he's a great quarterback, right? He's not coming to Indianapolis. It's not going to happen every year. It's not going to happen. See, he said it again. Every year for like the last 78 seasons, everybody's like, oh, 
all of these free agent players are going to come to Indianapolis because they fit and the Colts have cap space and this and that and so on and so on. <laughs> First of all, uh-oh. Jim Irsay is not going to guarantee 200 plus million dollars to a running quarterback. When you have all these other players, the Colts are not the Colts of yesteryear where they have 70 million dollars in cap space every offseason. Some of this homegrown talent is starting to grow up and they're wanting their second deals. You have an offensive line that's super expensive. Quentin Nelson, Ryan Kelly. Uh, you know, you got Kenny Moore on defense who was I mean, a maybe they're going to trade him. Maybe they won't. As a quick aside, when Quentin Nelson says pay me, you say yes, sir. He's a, a very large man. I uh, I covered him at Notre Dame before. And he, he does judo. What the hell? Yeah, he's <laughs> hey, he's a monster. We both saw him in person at the Citrus Bowl where we met, right? Yes. Yeah, we sure did. Uh, what a game. By the way, as a side note, you'll uniquely appreciate this if nobody else listening does. It was super interesting this past Citrus Bowl where LSU delivered the game's biggest beatdown in bowl history. And the guy that delivered it was uh, there a couple times himself having also beaten LSU, but was this time wearing the LSU colors. Brian of course, Kelly. Exactly. I it was really weird seeing him in LSU colors, having covered him two other times in that stadium. I for, this being the third time I went to him, Shook said, Is it coach? Just let you know. This is the third time I've covered you to this game, and I have fun every time. You know, for those who didn't get that reference, Google it. You'll thank me later. Um, probably some more because that's what we need with this association here on the Huddle Up podcast. More Notre Dame fans. Shout to Big Jim, shouts to Matt Muleheisen, and shouts to allegedly EJ. Continue. Anyway, uh, you know, the Colts got to pay their own people. Lamar Jackson wants a big deal. Two first-round draft picks. The Colts have a lot of holes. You don't end up, what were they, 4-12 and 12 this season? <laughs> Was it that four bad? 4-13 because of 17 games now. Right. Um, I mean, they were bad. You don't end up that bad because, yeah, we don't have a quarterback, but everything else is really good. So a lot to give up. If I may, Dalton. You may. And, and, and I'm not, this is, by the way, this isn't me saying you're wrong for clarity. My kind of feeling on the Colts is, boy, did they get really hurt throughout the year, right? And then they got really hurt on the offensive line with a quarterback in Matt Ryan who was never mobile, but now is old and ill-mobile. And it was just kind of a bad mix. Like, I feel like in other years in the AFC South, they would have definitely had a better record. Would you agree with that? Better in the sense that, yeah, they're probably not picking fourth overall. They might be picking, like, 12th or 13th overall. Oh, yeah. Listen, let's get dramatic. I'm not saying they'd win the damn division. This isn't Peyton Manning we're talking about here. Right, right. And I mean, at the end of the day, the NFL has moved to a model where unless you have an absolute, you know, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, really you're looking for a quarterback on a rookie deal who can lead the team, you know, is a good good player who's going to allow you to sign talent in other places. You can't guarantee, I don't know, what was he asking for? $230 million was the rumor? Something like that. Uh, well, and, and he's since alleged alleged that that's dispelled. By the way, I know why you said 4-12, Dalton Tinklenburg. I forgot they had a draw with the Texans. That's what it was. It was like, what, 4-12 and, and 1? 
Yes. yes. Yeah. Um, so, you know, my big thing is I just, I don't see it. Right. And here's where I take issue. Okay. And I'm going to, I'm going to shoot on some people here real quick. So old school, old school wrestling promo, right? Just Make sure you see after every sentence. Right. <laughs> uh, you know, the problem is, and we've really come into a new era in sports media over the last, I don't know what Kyle, you've seen it. You've been around too. Five, ten years. If I mean, that. according to you, I've been covering the F- NFL for fifty years, right? Yeah, Kyle covered the first uh, game with what the Canton Bulldogs, and first of all, it's the Decatur State Decatur Staley's jackass. Well, you were. <laughs> anyway, Kyle was the first NFL beat writer. For those who don't know, stop but, it. But uh, anyway, you got you know you got these people who they're almost addicted to the click, the engagement, and they have to prove that they know what's going on. So you have people posting all through. Colts social media and Twitter and Facebook and groups. Uh, so-and-so sources have told me that Lamar Jackson's going to come to the Colts and, you know, uh, I know a friend who's the janitor at Lucas oil. I, I kid you not. I'm not saying names, but there is a guy in one of the Colts Facebook fan groups who posts, Oh, I'm a security guard at the facility. And I, I hear things and Lamar's coming. It's going to happen. He's going to be here. And you got people like, Oh, there was a Colts plane in Baltimore. Hey, guess what? It's draft season. There's pro days. Jim Irsay likes to buy guitars. Who knows? Maybe he flew to Baltimore to buy a you know a guitar or a piano. Or rock whatever. and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland. I digress. But anyway, <laughs> I mean, you have these people that are just every day, you know, posting Photoshop images of Lamar and Colts jerseys, and we're gonna get him. And oh, it's gonna be after the draft. We're gonna we're gonna draft these players. And you know, if you don't want to. Uh, former NFL MVP, you're a bad fan. Well, yeah, everybody wants him, but the dots don't line up. Right. And I I think, I think again, and and I bring this up because there's so many writers that I respect that keep claiming collusion. And, and it's just ridiculous. Like if this is this collusion, then Tim Tebow was collusion. Because it's common sense to not do bad business. And it's common sense to avoid train wrecks in the press room, which is what Tim Tebow was, right? Well, the Browns didn't do anybody any favors with their contract last year. You do it, homie, exactly. The people who you need to blame for all of this is not the Ravens nor Lamar Demetrius Jackson. Though I, if you see, he gets middle name treatment on the show. I'm not apt to to, to blame Lamar Demetrius Jackson for much. But... You know who I do blame? Your boys in Cleveland, like you mentioned there. And I would even cite another franchise that wears purple that started this whole ordeal when they give Kirk Kirk Coopins, a.k.a. Kirk Cousins, a fully guaranteed damn deal. If he doesn't do that, do we even have the precedent? Like, that is Skynet, baby. You know what I'm saying? It's just not good business. I mean... Jim Irsay said it best. I don't believe in fully guaranteed contracts. I think it hurts the game. Just look at the other sports. There's plenty of evidence of that. Right. So, yeah. you know, like I said, I don't have anything against Lamar. I'd love to see him in Indy, but it's yeah. not going to happen. I and mean, I'm you not mad at him trying to get his bag either. Oh, absolutely yeah. not. Hey, yeah. you do you, you get your money. You know, at the end of the day, you're the only one that you have to answer to. But here's the thing. I mean, you can go down the roster of every NFL team and be like, oh, I really like uh, – Micah Pearsons. Listen, or I love J.J. Watt. I never Ooh. think you should have gotten a fully guaranteed contract. Hey, you know what? I'd love to have uh, Jamar Chase on the Colts. 
that's not happening either. <laughs> you know, this isn't Madden where you can edit contracts and, you know, trade with a, a second controller. Like, you have to crunch the numbers and you have to think long-term team building. The Colts are not in a position to do this. So no matter where a plane is seen or whatever's happening, it's not going to happen. And this is where you're looking down at your phone to come back on and tell me the Colts are traded for Lamar Jackson, right? Totally. No. Um, actually, it's it's just that, listen, you and I are both heavily involved in the real mock draft. So I'm still running that while the show is going on. You know this. The Chargers might have finally put their pick in by way of our good friend at the NBS Media um, Network there, uh, Sensei Jeff Barnes. You know. I was or trying to, some idiot who's running the Colts may be trying to wreck the damn league again, right? I, I, tried, I, I tried for my third uh, first-round pick. <laughs> Good luck with that. Hey, you know, I'm willing and dealing. I'm trying to win this non-existent, completely made-up media member league that's not happening. Yeah, by the way, the term real is spelled R-E-E-L, not R-E-A-L for the record. Now I'm going to be there at the, the real Super Bowl. Like You let me on the field. This is my team. Bro, like, listen. I'm I'm a fan. I I will be at the press conference when you're there as the winning coach. How about that? We talk about uh, Will Levis. How bad no. he's doing in interviews. Here, stop it. I'm just stop. saying. Have you not seen that the report? I have seen it. I don't know what to say about it. <laughs> I mean, I I was already I was already I'm not going to say anti Will Levis. That's too strong. I was already eh. I don't know compared to the other guys with Will Levis. But then you hear this over and above. Oh, granted, some of it was ridiculous. Oh, he should be so much farther ahead with guys that grew up that were in college during the pandemic. Okay, shut up with that. But some of the other stuff? Oh, yeah. Hey, I'm just saying, I might have to come stay with you in Florida for a while if the Colts don't trade for Lamar Jackson and don't take a quarterback at four. I might be public enemy number one around here for a while. Um. Well, listen, I mean, I'm more than okay. glad to have you. Just don't put my family in danger, huh? I'll just tell them I went somewhere else. Nope, fair enough. We won't sit there. For a while. Staying in Plymouth, Indiana for a while. Oh, boy. Here we go. I why that's funny. That's I know I I'm it. not trying to get you dragged in any legal trouble. Uh, um, with that being all said, uh, let me ask you this, because something we've talked about a lot, and and I want to run this past you, because I don't think you and I specifically have, have talked over this, this, this particular topic, but um, we have loosely in that this negotiation – the problem is neither parties negotiating with one another, but parties outside of the engagement, but only one of the parties, in this case, the Ravens organization, is aware of the negotiation with the other entities. Lamar Demetrius Jackson, the way he's acting, seems to be dealing with just the Ravens. And I think that might be an element of error there. This is the kind of thing you get, by the way, when somebody doesn't have their own agent. Right, they're negotiating on their own behalf. My standing theorem is even after what dropped in tw in the Twitterverse by way of Lamar Demetrius Jackson, um, and by the way, I'm not here to say he's being disingenuous. As much as I talk about lying season, I don't think that's Lamar's mo. I'm not there. I don't think so. um, I'm not going to rule it out. Anything's possible. If he dupes me, props to the guy. Um, but him alleging, hey, I asked for a trade on three two. And uh, that being March 2nd, for those uh, you who, who are playing at home, you know, all of that. I think this is still a Hugandas game of chicken. I think a side is going to 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 swerve at the last minute. 
just like with Drew Brees back when he was at his uh, co- uh his uh contract negotiation with the Saints. I think it's all going to be 11th hour. I think Lamar Demetrius Jackson stays a Raven or and, and I think the reason why he's banging the drum the way he is on social media too is cuz he doesn't want to have to hold out. I think he cares about playing some good football too. I think that's there. I don't believe he's being a diva. He wants his value and he wants to play good good football wherever he ends up and he knows that window's closing. He he Lamar Demetrius Jackson wants a deal before OTAs. I thoroughly believe that. I could be wrong. I don't know the guy obviously. Let me ask you something about where do you sit on all of that? You follow the Pacers much? Any Not as much as I used to. You follow the Phoenix Suns at all? Not as much as enough to get your references, but not as much as I used to. This is the DeAndre Ayton situation played out in the NFL with a little bit more volume. Ooh, explain for those who may not. So over the summer, you know, all the smoke and rumors, DeAndre Ayton's coming to Indianapolis. He's going to be a pacer. And I think he was, quote unquote, a pacer for like an hour, maybe. Um, (laughs) Restricted free agent. Same thing. You know, Phoenix didn't want to pay him. They, it was a whole thing with the contract dispute, but Phoenix could match. So the Pacers went out, signed into a contract, and within the hour, Phoenix immediately matched. He signed it, can't be traded to the Pacers to like January 15th or something and date in that range. And he's back in Phoenix. I do remember this story. Very, very reminiscent of that, where the Ravens are using this to an extent to be like, all right, well. Go out and see what you get. Somebody will match, or somebody will give you a contract offer. You'll immediately match it. No problem. But we're not going to – it's kind of like when you negotiate and play chicken. You know, you never want to – you never want to speak first. You know, you go buy a car, and they say, well, don't don't put the offer out first. Let the other person do it. Then you have a, a starting point. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. Whoever, you know, flinches first is at a disadvantage. So, hypothetically, not going to happen, but say Indianapolis does say, all right, Lamar, we're going to give you – X amount of money for this amount of years. The Ravens immediately, all right, here we go. Because the same argument that could be made about, well, you're going to take a rookie quarterback over Lamar Jackson if you're the Colts. Guess what? If the Colts feel that way, the Ravens feel that way. (laughs) You know what I mean? I mean, like. Whatever the market will bear. Right. So they're immediately going to sign, and they're going to say this is a fair market offer. We have the the right to match. Here you go. And that's I mean, that. That's a fine analogy. Here's what I'll match you with. You know what I think this is? This is the quarterback edition of Le'Veon Bell. Okay. I don't think. Now, the difference is Le'Veon was kind of his own worst enemy in the situation. Totally. I don't feel like this is what happened with Lamar Demetrius Jackson. I feel like if Deshaun Watson takes a more, let's just say, uncrazy offer because it's that bad. I think if Lamar Demetrius Jackson was asking for a deal closer to that of Patrick LeVon Mahomes II, that it would happen. Why do I say that? Because Patrick LeVon Mahomes II's contract is very flexible. There's a lot of incentive-ish in it. A lot going on there. It sure as hell isn't fully guaranteed. By the way, the hands-down best quarterback in the league, according to anybody you ask for the most part, Levon, being Patrick LeVon Mahomes II, doesn't have a fully guaranteed contract. 
So, of course, you don't give one to uh, um, to Deshaun Watson. And why would you give it to Lamar Demetrius Jackson from a business standpoint? There's also the very simple fact that uh, of this Dalton Tinklenburg that, hey, we're not the ones slinging this play money around. Like, some <laughs> to somebody, this isn't just monopoly money. This is a damn business. I am curious what Lamar Jackson would do with Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes weapons, Joe Burrow weapons. Aren't we all though? You know, and, and by that's and that's the biggest thing against the Ravens. I'm glad you brought that up because it gives me a chance to make this point on my own show. The Ravens are the biggest uh, culprit. One could argue that Lamar Demetrius Jackson gets hurt the way he does. It's not Ursay and Andrew Luck bad. I said it, but it's pretty bad. That would be Ryan Grixon and Andrew Luck bad. You put some respect on Jim's name. Jimmy from the Colts. If you say so. Do you get that reference? I, I I I do. Okay. Jimmy from the Colts. I man, listen. Anyways. Last year somebody was like, Oh, he's Andrew Luck was speaking to Jimmy from the Colts. He's coming back. Andrew Luck's not coming back. I yeah. I heard about all this on Pat McAfee and he even was all like, Stop it. He's getting sued. <laughs> what now? Pat, or, uh, not Patrick Mahomes. Pat McAfee's getting sued. That doesn't shock me. I, oh, I heard about that. Yeah. yeah. That's ridiculous, too. That's a whole other podcast, and then I'll start cursing, and I don't like to do that on my show. So, I mean, let's move off of that. Yeah, Brett Favre. Don't get me started. Third best quarterback in Packer history. I said it. They're going to, well, Jordan Love's obviously number one. They're going to settle it in a Stop it. I'm kidding. Said on purpose, and you know what? I don't care. I'm still shouting, "Stop it!" Hey, McAfee <laughs> and uh, Favre are going to settle in a WrestleMania match. Calling it, bro, 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 bro. As much as I've talked, like landfills full of trash on Brett Favre and his overratedness, I would pay good money to watch that. I would too. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't bet. But I might actually open up an account and place a, a, a wager upon one Pat uh, a Pat McAfee. I I got to tell you, kind of a fan. Anyways. I mean, hey, McAfee. So I've dealt with McAfee a couple different times in person. He is one of the coolest people you ever meet. Oh, he's cool. I, I met him once, and I said congratulations on the FanDuel deal. And he, like, legitimately meant it when he said thank you. It was oh, great. Yeah. I was at an Indy Fuel game covering him one year, and he came up to the press box and, like, shaking hands, kissing babies. I don't know why they were babies. So, for those who don't know, the Indy Fuel is a minor league hockey team, and McAfee's chilling there. Yeah. That's Hey, let me tell you something. We used to do the live radio show in Indianapolis at the Stack Pit with Gary Brackett's place. The biggest crowd we had in person, including Miles Turner, Gary Brackett, was when we had Zach Miskovich on from the Indy Fuel. Their fan base is insane down there. Great people, great place to catch a game. If you're ever an indie, oh bro, like I was even gonna say it before you just did. Like, bro, if, yeah. if I'm there in hockey season, we're going. I, oh, look, yeah. If I had more time and fewer children, which is to say none, um, if I had no kids instead of the two children who I love dearly, listen, this is what it is. I I love hockey, just not as much as my kids. That's all. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a bit of a tangent, I'll make it quick because I know, you know. This isn't your your uh, shtick, but the Indy Fuel <laughs> yeah. got so involved in the community since they've you know become a team. I believe they're moving to Fishers in a new arena mm-hmm. over the next couple of years. They have uh, the Fuel Tank, which is like a local you know skating rink for people to go learn how to ice skate. The Junior Fuel, it's a hockey team down there. Like wow. they're bringing the interest in hockey to 
um, Indianapolis. And quick plug, I'm actually working on a book about the history of hockey in Indy. Wayne Gretzky played in Indianapolis. Damn. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah, I, I remember your involvement with that book. I didn't know we were going to plug that here, but I'm totally down. Listen. Hey, I wish yeah, I if I had more time, I would cover the solar bears here, but I know they're not doing stuff like that. And God bless it, man. I'm with you. So yeah. tell the world. Where you can Lamar Jackson's not coming to Indy. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at DT underscore NFL scouting or uh, in Kyle Nash's text conversation log. Either of those places. <laughs> not just text, but Twitter. Facebook DMs, whenever Dalton Tinklenberg has a crazy-ass idea, including the real mock draft that's spelled yeah. with two E's, not EA, that's where you're going to find it. Anyways, Dalton. You can watch the whole thing on the Scouting Depot YouTube channel. along with oh, all look, kinds He's, of he's committed. He's committed to that video project. So, yeah, I mean, listen, it's going to be out next week, y'all. We're working on it. And who knows? Maybe I can get him and the great Cortland Griffin to come on a show and evaluate it for fun. That might be a thing. I don't know. We're working on it, but look for all that on the Student of the Game course. I am Kyle Nash, the Student of the Game, here, and you can find me on Twitter as the SOTG. Find me on Instagram as the same, the SOTG. Find me on Facebook as the Student of the Game, where you'll find all sorts of content, including the UCF Knights, who had their pro day today, which is why I'm wearing a college shirt, as I do that work with the black and gold banneret. Not to mention my work with the Orlando Guardians and the XFL with the three-point conversion in A7B in sports. Bing! And, of course, my work during the NFL with the Jacksonville Jaguars. That was fun. Um, do that as well with the three-point conversion in A7B in sports. Bing! Part of what got access to the combine to A7B in sports where you saw my dude Dalton Tinklenberg operating, getting stuff there. You'll check out those interviews on the Student Game Facebook page reels and all the socials there if you haven't seen that yet. Scroll! It's there! Dalton busted his butt and kicked ass on it. Recognize this. By the way, Alex Ward did mention as a long snapper at UCF that he did appreciate uh, your interaction and, you know, he uh, he thoroughly enjoyed that. And what can I say? The uh, it, 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 went, it did really well in the black and gold banneret stuff. I'll leave it at that. Great young man. But enough of the inside baseball. Check all that out. And uh, there could be another project in the works with Team NBS Media, and I'm not just referring to me being their draft uh, first night draft host on their draft coverage, where it'll be me, Sensei Jeff Barnes, and Professor Bill Carroll doing the Team NBS Media draft show that Thursday night. So Dalton, on the 27th, I'm going to be busy. So, you know, I know you're going to text me and, and do all that. But listen, I'm not going to hear it. I'll be busy. In full garb. Odds are I'll be there, so I might be busy too. Oh my man, listen, and and and, and I want to put in too much inside baseball, but let's just say I'm cheering for that to happen. I don't know how odds are. I'm not that confident, but we'll find out next month. That's all I can say. Until then, my friend, good to have you on. Always a fun time, and of course, great, great show. Thank you, of course, to Dalton Tinklenberg for bringing the fun and and talking the ish as he tends to do, and God bless him for it. Thank you to Madman Mark Mancini. And, of course, we will next week have Kelsey Nicole Elsa, uh, Nelson on to talk some Commander stuff. And tomorrow we'll be recording with Candy Waller. That should be from Seawall Sports. Talk a little bit of Commander action there. I'm very curious about this whole ownership thing. I, it, 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 I think this has more impact than people are giving it credit. I'm not saying 
Well, yes, I am. But hey, if you don't like it too bad, listen to the show and you can mock me on any of the social media uh, platforms as you wish, just as Dalton will in my DMs. But until next time, everyone, honor, joy, and privilege, class dismissed.